Hello, ladies. Welcome to the Virtue Podcast. My name is Amber Nieben. I want to share about the inner invincibility and the emotional security we can find in Christ. I believe this rooting in Christ leads to a resilience and a mental and heart health we need to both survive and thrive as we walk, we run, we soar, and we sometimes crawl through life. My credentials to speak on this topic are not as a therapist, but as a professional athlete. The Lord has set a race before each of us, and mine just happens to be a literal race. Over 20 years, I have competed in three Olympic Games and 17 World Championships. But more importantly, I have spent time in the valleys and been through the fires and the storms. I know physical pain. I've been in an emergency room six different times in four different countries. I know the emotional pain of dreams lost and broken relationships. I also know the fatigue, the weariness, the fear, the doubt, the pressure, the uncertainties, that I don't understand why this is happening, and the more weariness that comes along the way. I know what it feels like not to fit in because of my love for Jesus, my age, or simply because people don't fully grasp what I do. And through all of it, I can say the Lord is faithful, He is near, and His power is available. From a mental and heart health standpoint, over the course of all these years, I've always simply just rooted in God's word and looked and listened for Jesus and what he says. The Lord himself has been my sport and my life psychologist. And by practicing, by exercising, by doing what he says to do in faith, through faith, he has helped me. I know we all have different races, and I know the type and the intensity of the adversity you face is different and probably much deeper than mine. However, the tools we have for overcoming are exactly the same. We have access to the same Lord and the same scripture. I hope today to be able to help you see what a treasure we have in scripture and how, as we do what God says to do, believe who he is and what he says about us, we are equipped to develop and maintain an inner invincibility and an emotional security. Let's start first with this idea of an inner invincibility. I connect this to 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9, which says, We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Inner invincibility is this idea of having the inner strength, a heart, a mind, and a soul strength that is more powerful than any outer pressures, forces, voices, and challenges we face. It is also sourced from the Lord and not ourselves. And I think this is key to remember. Why? I know how limited, weak, and imperfect I can be. So knowing that I simply need to tap into Jesus as my source of strength and power to maintain that inner invincibility and not have to make it myself gives me peace, comfort, and hope. I don't have to be invincible. I just have to stay connected to Jesus. And ultimately, my weakness just means there's more space for his dynamite, all-surpassing power to work. Again, this doesn't mean we won't experience and feel the hardships, frustrations, and pain of life. It just means that greater is who and what is in us. Greater is Christ in us and what he provides than anything that's going to come at us. Next up is this idea of emotional security. What does this look like? I connected this idea to Romans 8, 35 to 38, which reads, 
Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us? If we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. When we understand the depth of God's love, or maybe I should say when we begin to understand, it's probably better since we are all on a spectrum of understanding. But when we begin to understand the depths of God's love, that nothing can separate us from it, and there's nothing we can do to add to it, we can then rest in his sovereignty. We have a God who is all-powerful, in control, knows more than we do, sees the end from the beginning, and has a plan for our lives. And this same God loved us enough to die for us. Nothing can separate us from this love. This combination of grasping his love with his sovereignty brings an emotional security. Christ is our fortress and our refuge, and his love locks us in. But how, right? How can we get there? With the limited time available, let's talk five points here. Position, identity, inside-out strength, truth versus feelings, and choices of voices. First, our position. I want you to imagine a lighthouse being hammered by massive waves in the midst of a storm. Although the lighthouse is being pounded on every side, and sometimes the water fully engulfs it, it is unshakable. Now, I want you to imagine the difference between standing in that lighthouse and being separated from the storm by being hidden in it versus grabbing a life jacket and simply being out in the ocean. When we are positioned in Christ first and we are diligent and intentional about staying in him, we are like the individual standing in the lighthouse, secure, unshaken, calm in the midst of the chaos because we are in Christ in the midst of the chaos. When we are not positioned, we are tossed and turned, drowning, struggling, gasping for air, unsure of our survival. Access to this security begins with a simple prayer of acknowledging your need for a Savior and inviting Jesus into your life. He makes his home in you, and this first part is immediate and complete in the moment. Then, as you continue to spend time with him, that is, being in his word, knowing what it says, getting it in you, praying, praising, and fellowshipping. The combination of he in you and you in him anchors and roots you deeper. And this second part is an ongoing lifelong process. I think Paul's prayer in Ephesians three fourteen to 19 paints a picture of this. And that says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. There you also see the action steps. First, the Holy Spirit strengthening you from the inside out. And second, as you trust in Jesus, he moves into your life and you grow roots that anchor you in his love. Are you positioned in Christ? As a believer, he is in you, but are you in him? What if we lived as if we believe who he was and what he said? We have access to the same power that raised Christ. And yet, we like to grab a life jacket to swim in a hurricane. The next key component 
of my emotional security and inner invincibility is my identity. When we talk about identity, think about these questions. Who are you? Where do you derive your value and security from? What characteristics define you? I am an athlete, a professional cyclist, but sport is what I do and not who I am. It definitely helps explain and describe me, but it does not define me. It is not my source of security. My value is not dependent on my success or whether the social media world likes me or whether I feel worthy or capable. Instead, it is 100% anchored in Christ. That's a combination of me being in him, remember that woman in the lighthouse, combined with believing and understanding who God says I am. So where do you derive your identity and value from? What takes the place and priority of the Lord in your life? Wherever we place our identity is also where we will derive this value from. It is where we will look for security and control and answers. Can you say your identity is in Christ or is it in your career, relationships, material things, money, appearance, grades, reputation, and on down the list? If we are placing our identity in those things, we will have to achieve it versus simply receiving it. And instead of emotional security, We will be on a constant chase through life because there will always be a debt to pay. We will never be enough. Love is earned. Our performance will add or take away from our value. Success and winning will be equated with wholeness and purpose. We will fear failure, and our target will constantly be changing. The chase for achieving identity will leave us empty, unsatisfied, eventually struggling and doubting, hurting, feeling like we are never going to be enough, have enough, or be able to do what is in front of us. Life will be a roller coaster. We'll be high, low. We'll be flipped upside down, right side up. Sort of like that dudette in the life jacket in the waves, right? Contrast that with what it means to place our identity in Christ. In Christ, our identity is received and not achieved. It is paid in full. Remember, Christ on the cross said to tell us die. I love to remind myself that I am paid in full by what he did on the cross. You are loved. You are loved by the God of the universe. We touched on that in the opening. You are chosen. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. You are forgiven. You are washed clean. All your guilt and shame is removed. You are a new creation, not a patched up one, but a new one. I love how the Lord can bring life out of forest fires. Through Christ, you are set free. You are named. You are his workmanship. You are more than a conqueror. And you know that Jesus does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. His word does not change. What he says about you does not change. As you work through what it means to place your identity in Christ, you will begin to further grasp how we can be secure and invincible in him. My third point is titled Inside Out Strength. Hard-pressed but not crushed. Imagine trying to pop the packing material bubbles of your Amazon packages. I know everyone does this. Easy peasy, right? Why? You can easily create more pressure on the outside than what is on the inside and pop, pop, pop. Now imagine trying to pop a basketball. We can't do this with our hands. The internal pressure in the basketball is greater than any external force we could generate on that ball. Now that ball definitely feels the pressure. We can hard press it but we cannot crush it. Being hard-pressed in life is more normal than not. Probably every day there are voices, challenges, and or some kind of adversity creating external pressure on you. When you understand 
rely on, rest in, access the treasure, the all-surpassing dynamite power, the Holy Spirit and the same power that raised Christ in us power. The greater is he in us than he that is in the world power. When we understand we have this power inside our jars of clay, our frail human bodies, and when we live from this place, we can be hard-pressed but not crushed. My fourth point is truth versus feelings. Again, I'm going to paint a couple of pictures here. Last year, I competed in the Tokyo Olympic Games, and my hotel room had the most majestic view of Mount Fuji. If you've never seen Mount Fuji, it is 12,000 plus feet tall and is shaped like an almost perfect cone projecting out of the horizon. For the first few days I was in Japan, the view of the mountain was either clear or draped in clouds and sun rays. However, on the day before and the day of my race, it was blanketed in clouds. In fact, all I could see were the clouds. If that was my first day looking out that window, I would have never known Mount Fuji was there. But it wasn't my first day. I had been there, and I had spent time daily soaking in the beautiful scene. So I knew the truth. Even if I couldn't see the mountain in the moment, it was there. That's like our feelings sometimes. Sometimes our feelings can cloud the truth. Another way to illustrate this from my Olympic trip to Japan was how I actually felt the days leading into my race versus what I knew was true. I knew I was prepared, I was strong, and I was ready, and nothing I did in the seven days leading into my Olympic race was going to change my fitness level. The work was done. You would probably guess that I would be feeling amazing. In fact, that's what most athletes expect. But in those days leading into the race, I felt terrible. It would have been very easy to allow my feelings to lead me into a deep hole or cause me to change something I shouldn't change by chasing a workout or resting too much. And honestly, many athletes do this as they wrestle in the moment for control or peace. Then they struggle to perform. They are brought down by false feelings and the mental struggles that follow. During those moments for me, I am thankful for my rooting in Christ and the inner peace, strength, and security I have in him. I know his truth. I know he is in control. The action steps I took in the days before my race were intentional. I chose to ignore my feelings and rest in the physical and spiritual truths I knew. The physical truth was I knew what I had done in the previous six months leading in, and I was ready. What I did or how I felt in the few days before my race was not going to change that. Then I also chose to hold tight to God's truth and the promises he had spoken specific to my life. I had these because before the storm, I had spent time with him in his word, in prayer, and in worship. Then when I was in the clouds and felt terrible, he was able to bring his word to my mind and heart. Of course, the last piece of the equation is my choice. It's my choice to believe my feelings or the Lord's truths. Remember God's word is truth. Knowing God's truth will help you recognize the lies, just as it will help keep you rooted and pressurized, as we previously talked about. This is why you need to be in his word, so you know what God says, so you know his promises, and you give him a chance to speak into your life. We have this treasure in us. What if we lived like we did? My fifth and final point for this podcast is titled Choices of Voices, and it is a similar but a slightly different idea. Remember the passage in John 10 where Jesus describes himself as the good shepherd. And if you don't know it, be sure to check it out. From this passage, we learn 
that the devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus wants to give life and life abundantly. Jesus is always about life, while the devil always wants to bring death. If you ever find yourself in a dark place contemplating suicide, remember Jesus says, I have come to bring you life and life abundantly. It's the devil's voice and lies that are speaking death to you. And with regards to abundant life, I think it's important to remind you that the Lord's commands are there to step us to the abundant life he has set aside for each of us, that plan and purpose he has created us for. Don't ever be afraid to walk with him and do what he says, even if it disagrees with how you feel. His motives for us are life, and again, not just life, but abundant life. Ultimately, he knows more than we do, and he knit our DNA, our software, together. He knows how to get us to the plan and purpose we are seeking. Second, in this topic of choices of voices, Jesus says, My sheep know my voice. We can learn to recognize the Lord's voice when we spend time in his word with him. But we have to stay near to him to hear him. Think about it this way. Imagine listening to a favorite song on the radio as you are driving out of town. As you get further and further from the source of the radio station, the song on the radio gets softer and softer, while the static gets louder and louder. Eventually, you go so far that you only get static. It's the same with the Lord's voice in our lives. When we are near Him, His voice is clear. But when we drift, the static interferes and overwhelms His voice. The easy correction is to turn back, draw near to the Lord again. He doesn't go anywhere. We are the ones that drift out of radio range or allow sin to separate us from his voice. As I get older and wiser, I am quicker to look inward when I get the static and just say, Lord, what are you trying to show me? What do you want to clean up in me? I am listening. And instantly, as I confess what he shows, the static is gone. As a final action step and piece of encouragement under this point, choices of voices, remember, We have to be intentional about what and who we listen to and about what we are choosing to submerge our minds in and be influenced by. What you fill your mind with matters, and it can be really easy to passively flow in the direction of the world since that voice is louder and constantly coming at us. So there, there are five key pieces to my emotional security and inner invincibility and how I root myself into Christ. As an athlete, I know I need to keep up with the fundamentals and the little things to stay healthy and successful. As believers, we need to do the same. We need to be intentional and diligent about the fundamentals, about finding time to be in the Word, praying, praising, and going to church. Also, remember consistency will be more important than any perfect study. And, you know, if this idea of being in the Word is new or overwhelming to you, Start with committing to a couple of minutes every day, then begin to invite the Lord into every part of your life. Actively be looking and listening for Him. As you spend time with Him and do the little things more and more often, He will show up, and you will want to spend more and more time in His presence. His promises will begin to come alive in your life, and as you exercise, as you work out what He says to do, He will continue to work in you and strengthen you from the inside out. You will begin to grasp his love at a deeper and deeper level, and your roots will grow down into him. Meanwhile, that fruit of emotional security and inner invincibility will begin to show. Let's close in prayer. Lord Jesus, we love you and invite you into our lives. 
Help us draw near to you, stay near to you, and hear your voice. Help us root into your love and grow us strong. Thank you for caring about the details of our lives. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Virtue Podcast. We'll see you next week.